0: Talk. pat here with jimmy and andy i know it sounds different but it's still us what's up dudes what up
1: hey gents
0: how you guys like the new intro I love it. loving it figured new us new intro so um yeah got a lot to talk about this week though we're gonna shoot the shit and then we got segments coming after that so let's jump right into it dudes I wanted to start off with what is becoming the story to follow, I feel like. It's something that you're always kind of, you're not surprised anymore when it pops up. Uh, But that's Post Malone Face Tattoos. So everyone's favorite redneck rapper is actually in Chicago, uh, performed at Lollapalooza on Friday. But he was in Japan recently, I guess. And he got another tattoo on his face on the left side of kind of his hairline. And it's just like a bunch of... It's supposed to be some sort of abstract. It honestly looks like when your pen is running out of ink and you're trying to like scribble on a piece of paper to get it <laughs> to work again. It looks like someone just did that on the side of his face with, um, with a needle and ink, obviously. But this... Comes a few weeks only or maybe like a month or so after he got Always Tired tattooed underneath his eyes. And he already had the barbed wire on his forehead and something else over his eyebrow as well. So, I don't know. I'm like back and forth. Obviously, I would never get a face tattoo myself. But I feel like to be able to reach a point in your life to where you're confident enough that you're never going to have to go on another job interview again... That you can just tattoo your face as much as you want is is kind of a, a, an interesting point of rich that you can reach. I don't think most people would go that route a big if fuck they reach that level. But yeah, it's like, fuck you, I'm a redneck. I can do whatever I want, be me, and still make millions of dollars. Right. I don't have to conform to society. But you will look like an asshole at the end of the day. If one day you're going to get old and you're going to look like such an idiot.
1: In I mean, especially defense, with face he looks tattoos. like an asshole, anyways, without the face tattoos. Yeah, true. So,
0: right? See, I feel like he has a lot of balls. In his one of his songs, he talks about he's uh, he's got so much booze. He gives ugly girl a sip. Yeah. Like, dude, you're the ugliest person I've ever seen in my life. You don't really have any ground to call anyone ugly. You just have a Agreed. lot of money. You're ugly as hell, though. You're like seriously. You look like. A foot that got run over by a semi truck, <laughs> and then a hobo walked by and took a dump right on top of the mangled foot that just was still there. Have you guys
2: ever seen that picture? Um, it's zoomed in of Post Malone's mustache, and somebody said that it looks like two Scottish terriers kissing.
1: <laughs> no. I have not seen that picture. And listeners, Does that if you
2: actually look like it, it? You should definitely Google it because it's scary accurate.
1: He's a very polarizing figure to me because I like the the beats of his music. I like how it sounds. Uh, it grabs my attention. His content I don't think is very good. He The worst. The substance is like the worst right. of anyone out there. Which right now. which is, you know, which is fine. I mean, I, I think you know, we're We're starting to to come of that age where it's like, oh, back in our day, rap and hip-hop was great, (laughs) which is so true. But if you look around, we have great lyricists like Kendrick, like J. Cole, uh, Drake, even though he's, you know, whatever. But Post Malone is just very polarizing to me because I don't know if he has staying power. I know he's been around for a few years most notably the last probably six to eight months, but I'm just curious to see if people are still talking about him in even five years from now. Um because I just don't think his content is that great. And Pat, like you said, wrapping around I forget what what line you said it was, but that seems to be like the meat and potatoes of, of his lyrics and his work. And I just I don't know what the staying power of that is. So Hopefully he's being smart with his money and won't have to go on a job interview because
2: he's also publicly came out and said that he doesn't even enjoy like what he does. Yeah, this he is he just a, found something that I he's he. Good at. Like f- yeah.
0: really? I think he wants to be like a yeah, and really he wants to do like folk music or something like you know what I mean. Like this is, I think he found a way to make money exactly, and he's yeah, just gonna which, roll with it. Good, good for him. He's that's, extremely that's awesome. musically but, talented. There's a bunch of YouTube videos of
2: him right. like playing guitar I feel and like, piano
0: and shit and. I feel like, well, here's the thing, though. I feel like now he's making so much money. He's doing, like, a lot of drugs and stuff right now, it seems like. So I think for him, if he as long as he doesn't burn through it. But you listen to his lyrics, and it doesn't sound like he's not burning through right. it. <laughs> he talks about spending, like, $10,000 on Gucci socks and just the stupidest shit ever. But you're right, Jimmy. You can sum up his lyrics in a few blanket statements. That one I just said. Girls giving him top as he refers it to. Um, you know, just having a ton of diamonds and money, and that's pretty much it. But I feel like Endgame for him would probably just be like going and doing like country or folk music and kind of going disappearing into the oblivion after all this. What a ride well, I mean, that would be if he ended up like him. making it right. in that yeah. scene.
1: Yeah. Right. With those weird but, face tattoos, that'd be it's here's kind of the same that thing. Thing. Kid Rock went on.
0: Yeah, it, it, he is very similar to Kid Rock. Like but the don't very you think similar Kid persona, Rock's
1: material was better.
0: Oh, Maybe I, I, not agree. I agree. what he's I saying, agree yeah. with how he
1: put it together,
0: definitely. Because here's the thing: you're right. I "Beer Bongs and Bentleys" is a pretty good album, but it got ton of hype and people overhype. Like even when I listened to it the first time, I was like, "Oh, that was so good." And then you listen back to it, it's like, "Okay, there's like." three or four good songs and then most of them sound almost exactly the same and um i actually like the song on there where he like sings and plays guitar it's not really i mean he's rapping a little bit but like you said and he kind of showing off that musical talent a little bit more but i think it's gonna be and it's it's like it's like a wild ride watching him i don't really know where it's gonna go either he can you know take advantage of all this and build on it and and be good or i feel like he could just like I said, just keep getting really fucked up and ruin everything. I feel like he has either way there. And
1: I kind of equate him to tattoos being like on his face a help really good hurt. actor who can't make it in the biz, but he also has a big wang, so he just does porn. Like he's not doing what he wants to be doing with his life, but he's doing something similar and he's making money, right. so he, he's happy. He's
0: still on camera, still performing, just yeah, in a right. different capacity on, yeah. than he was hoping for.
1: So good for him and his weird yeah. face tattoos,
0: I guess. Yeah, still ugly as shit, but yeah. maybe that's why he keeps tattooing his face.
2: I mean, maybe. Could be. Just to cover up that ugly, that's all ugly got. Um. Okay, I wanted to, and I know the three of us, uh, we talked about this off the podcast, but I wanted to talk about a couple of the movie trailers that have come out recently. Um, specifically, Aquaman, Venom, and Shazam. Uh, Those are right in our wheelhouse as far as superhero movies go. Um, And I think we have a few differing opinions. Um, Jimmy, when Aquaman first came out, I think you texted us that the trailer looked awesome. And I sort of disagree with that. I thought Aquaman reminded me a lot of Little Mermaid once they jumped down into their um, like palace down under the sea. They are cousins.
1: Right. So it's... You know, um i don't know
2: i just i thought it it looked very unlike dc which i thought was a good thing given what they've yeah, which, put out yeah it's probably a good thing right right um but i just i kind of it's hard when it's hard when most of your movie has to be cgi'd and things like that um especially your environment so i i just thought it kind of looked a little hokey to me but you never know i mean. They'll see, probably brush up on stuff before, uh, before the
0: movie gets put out. I just, I don't know. I was kind of... I feel like trailer. you gotta kind of... You gotta kind of look at it with the same... Or you gotta keep in the back of your mind, like, Avatar, when that first came out. And remember seeing trailers for that and kind of having the same feelings, like, it's this entire created world that's CGI. But it ended up being pretty cool. I think... We'll see. Like, when I look at that, exploring creatures of Of the sea and like having them be able to come up in battle, like that to me looks way cooler than like the trailer for the Meg, which me and Jimmy were talking about, which looks like the most ridiculous. But but I think like the most important thing you said there is it. It doesn't look like anything else that we've seen from the DC thing so far. So I agree in the sense that you know it it did look a little bit just kind of bright and colorful and almost a little bit corny, but um i think it'll be kind of cool to see aquaman more in his environment to where the last time we saw him in justice yeah, league just flying Superman around like throwing him like a all over the bat place and him
1: just flying just with f- his yeah!
0: just like it doesn't make any sense like you're you adapt to the water the water is your friend you're not just be flying around so i'm excited to see that but i am just i'm holding complete judgment on any dc movie Pretty much, just because yeah, they've for all sure. sucked
1: so far. So, and Andy, you brought up Shazam also. And Correct. that movie, I am just so confused, I guess, for lack of a better word. I don't know much about Shazam other than the little reading I've done and the trailer. And we discussed this. For whatever reason, that actor just... It <laughs> doesn't seem like a superhero to me, but I guess when a 13-year-old kid morphs into a superhero, he's the he's the perfect actor for that right. part. Um, this movie looks like, again, anything unlike we've seen from DC, and that it doesn't take itself seriously. Like, we saw this guy mm-hmm. walking around like a hot dog and a pop, like, hey, I'm a superhero. Hey, I'm a superhero. So maybe maybe it'll be good, just because, again, it's nothing like we've seen before, but... Right. It remains to be seen. I
2: think they've mightily struggled to reach even sniffing Marvel as far as the comedic relief goes. Um, Oh, yeah. Because Marvel just does that so well, where they're perfectly timed little one-liners and parts of the movie that are supposed to be deep and dark are deep and dark. And then there's certain mo- parts of the movie that are lighthearted and whatnot. And DC just has not done that yet. So maybe taking a dive into something that seems to be a little bit, uh, you know, funny at times. Um, it just, I don't know. I That was my main takeaway was that actor. And that was the first thing I texted you guys. I thought the trailer looked pretty decent. Um, I don't know anything about, shazam in general like you said jim but it i thought it looked decent other than that actor just kind of rubbed me the wrong way but i'm sure i can get over it but when you guys went into that like he does kind of portray that 13 year old turning into a superhero vibe pretty well so
0: i honestly would argue that this this could be DC's most important movie that comes out because of the way that the trajectory of of their whole movie universe has gone. They've gotten so poor critic reviews for every movie that's come out. And like you said, they haven't introduced humor very well into theirs. So this movie gives them an opportunity to kind of flip the way everyone looks at them. And it's introducing The Rock as Black Adam as the the villain in this movie. So you're introducing the... I thought he's not in this. He's going to make an appearance in this movie. They're going to introduce him in the movie.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: And then he's a, obviously he's a part of this franchise. So this, you're introducing the highest grossing actor. Everything this guy comes out, you know, kills at the box office. Your movies all suck critically and, domest- you know, at the box office making money. Like this is your opportunity to kind of flip things around. Um, I think it looks promising. Like we said about that actor, he's just whatever. The only thing he's ever really been in is Chuck, that show that was on for a few years on NBC. But, but for what for what he is in the movie, playing a thirteen year old who can turn into a superhero, I think he fits the part. And you know, we'll see. I, I think they're hoping that the first movie can be good enough. And then introduce the Rock, and then it's going to bring all this interest to this franchise. And obviously, once you bring the Rock into the DC universe, you can spread him out and use him True. however you want from there. Because you know it's kind of like I mean, you with imagine, Tony you know, Stark, the almost. That are
2: going to start accumulating for those movies with him in there
0: i mean it's already it's already begun in general just with how successful the marvel cinematic universe i mean all those actors are making a ton of money and you look at the people that dc brought in to counter that i mean jason momoa ben affleck um i mean that's got to be a henry cavill that i mean it's got to cost a pretty penny for all this stuff so it's just insane when you think about in general how much movies cost to make nowadays oh yeah absolutely it just it's it's insane yeah, um and then we'll pretty we'll talk about venom then i guess now too we saw the set the final trailer i think it's going to be yeah that's what they've said they're not sure if they'll pump out one so movie we'll see before it's released but... second possibly final trailer um movie comes out in october and this is probably the one to be most excited about i would say for sure so it I mean, it looks
2: I, d- I think it looks phenomenal
0: um I heard kind of some I think it reviews. could be one of the best comic book movies you know it has that potential with the actor in place and then the way it looks like they're doing the character justice that's what's important from like yeah. the last on screen right occurrence and some
2: some uh, kind of comic book hardos are upset that they're not linking in Spider-Man which is you know the original um storyline is that the symbiote attaches to spider-man and that's how basically venom's created is because he gets rid of it and it attaches to eddie brock uh i think i think the whole it's lining up to be awesome because one i don't think tom hardy takes on something where he is going to be you know just playing venom the whole time uh i think the project itself I was kind of reading about it and the whole split personality thing with Venom and Eddie Brock is a very tall task. And I think an actor like Tom Hardy can definitely do that. And he would only do it if it was, you know, a betterment for his career. I don't think they just take movies lightly and be like, oh, Venom, that's a cool story. I want to definitely be a part of it. Especially him, too, I think.
0: Right. So, like, he's not someone who needs a, a massive franchise to try and launch exactly. himself right now or right. anything. He's well-established.
1: So now, is this going to be a, a singular movie, or is it? are there going to be sequels I, to it? I can't imagine that there won't—well, I, I guess it depends oh, on how well The goal—yeah,
0: exactly. The goal is for a franchise, for sure. Okay. Because you have all this—you can carnage. There's rumors he might be in this one, but it's not, you know, for sure. There is going to be another symbiote in there that you saw in the trailer—
1: yeah. But I think Riot, that's a good point,
0: think, Andy. Yeah, right. Um yeah, that's a good point, Andy because you saw at the end of that trailer when he's in the convenience store right. or whatever and he kills that dude and then he comes out and he's just says something to the lady like completely normal like you know that <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's just that that back and forth it, it looks awesome and, and mainly because of Tom Hardy. They definitely made the like Venom the character look pretty sweet. Um, again, it'll probably he'll probably be touched up and look better in the movie. It was a little, you know, CGIy for me, but more important is well, the storyline looks like it's going to be pretty good, and I think Tom Hardy's going to kill it. Yeah, so I agree. Yeah, I- I'm Agreed. still I'm still not convinced that Spider Man they're going to link it somehow. I-, I just I can't imagine because it's in association with Marvel, they're going to do something. I don't know if it'll be a it will maybe not be like a big feature, but I would just find it hard to believe that they're not going to find a link there.
2: Yeah, I would I would agree. Just because it's the same uh, universe, too. That yeah. There's probably, if there's not a direct tie-in to the storyline, there will for sure be Easter eggs laying around that movie.
0: Like, no doubt yeah, about all that. Yeah, agreed. Right. Also, while we're talking about all this stuff, we might as well just mention that, I think we maybe talked about it, but the Disney deal's official. So, X-Men and Fantastic Four are owned by Disney, Disney. now, so... Yep. So, they're, they'll be coming to the MCU. So, tons of stuff to be excited about in the superhero movie genre. Can't wait. Got a huge boner all the time.
1: Um, speaking of superheroes, we're going to move on to the NFL Hall of Fame inductees. And this one was um i probably paid more attention to this one than anyone in my life and pat i'm sure you're the same because one of our favorite my favorite all-time bear, my Ryan favorite Erdlicher, player ever pretty was much. inducted into the hall of fame and andy I'm, I'm assuming this is what it'll be like for pat and i when when um aaron Rodgers gets inducted and that he played for the team i don't say i hate the most in the nfl but that i'm not the biggest fan of but nothing but admiration for that guy because he's one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. Absol- and I think Erlacher absolutely. was like it was, that to you as a Packer fan. It was a, a cool fan. moment for sure. Yeah. Um. And I, I just, it was super cool. I don't think we've ever seen Erlacher open up like that and, and be as, as open and truthful um, as he was there. And as good as his speech was, I would say that Ray Lewis's was equally as annoying because that guy is just full of shit. With yeah. <laughs> He says so much stuff without saying Dude, anything.
0: I turned anything. the TV off when I saw him have a, a towel and a wireless microphone. I was like, no, I'm not sitting through this bullshit right now. 33 is-
1: minutes. It almost set the record for longest Hall of Fame speech set by Brett Favre at 36. The time limit is 15, and I think Favre's <laughs> time limit was more was at like 20 or 25 when he did it, so he didn't go as far over as Ray Lewis did this year. And that guy just says stuff without saying anything. Like There's no content or context to anything he says. That's how he is when he's in the booth too. Oh, for sure. That That's how he always is. And I, I was reading an article about him today um, from a reporter who worked for I think the Baltimore Sun or the Baltimore Times, whatever one is, and saying how we covered him for – like eight years, and how he was just so full of shit. Like he 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 was such a, a good football player. He I mean he he really was. When we think back now, I mean that guy, he just knocked the hell out of you. He was so physical. He was so violent. He was very instinctual. He wasn't. He couldn't fastest, even play nowadays. Strong. Honestly, no, I don't think he so couldn't. either. But for his time in football, he was awesome. But, right. Oh, he was amazing. But then you hear the guy talk, and you, you hear his. Not even his beliefs, but his personal opinions on things. And you're just like... And he for
2: sure murdered someone.
1: Yeah. 100%. He... Yeah, there's way more to that that he ever let on. Another article I read today was about how the NFL as a whole keeps these guys insulated and doesn't want shit like that getting out because it ruins their brand. And how um, this reporter from from, uh, Sports Illustrated was trying to interview him because... Uh, a different reporter from his paper was interviewing the f- the victims' families in Atlanta. So this guy was like, hey, Ray, just so you know, the story's being written about you. I want to give you a chance to say what you have to say. And the PR for the NFL and the Ravens was like, get the fuck out of here. What's your problem? That's bullshit. You can't do that. And this guy's like, hey, I'm just letting you know stuff's being written about him. And I want to give him a chance to voice his opinion. So Ray Lewis walks out of the, of the of the shower in the locker room, and puts his hand on this guy's shoulder, and he's like, hey, man, I forgive you. You were number one in my prayers last night. It's okay. And this guy's like, I'm not <laughs> sorry for for trying to give you a chance to say what you have to say for uncovering <laughs> a story and just left and was just basically like, yeah, he's mood. full of shit. With ev- right? Like, that's totally Ray Lewis, too. Like, hey, man, I'm praying for you. I'm thinking about you. Like, always falls back on that, which I think for us, because when we were younger – we were, what, like 10, 11 when he was in the prime of his career? Yeah. yeah. So we just saw this, this hulk of a man who would just destroy people willingly at, you know, whenever he wanted to, and then you kind of see the man outside of the football or outside of football from behind the mask, and you're like, God, this guy is kind of an idiot.
2: Right? And a complete morph well, into favorite- the new... It's, it's interesting that both of those guys ended up in the Hall of Fame on the exact same day because Ray Lewis was kind of that stereotypical 80s, 90s linebacker who would just plug up the middle, hit the shit out of people. And then Brian Urlacher right. was kind of how middle linebackers are today, but he was kind of the Correct. first of his kind where you have to be fast in order to chase down people. Right. They drafted him as a safety and just immediately stuck him at middle linebacker, and it was the best move they could have ever made. And Correct. now that is the prototypical
0: linebacker in the NFL. Right. Right. Agreed. Well, see, I kind of hate how, because he was the last one to give his speech, too, right? Who, Ray Lewis?
1: Yeah. Of course he was.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I kind of hate how the NFL totally played into him the whole weekend. I mean, they were he was the last one they announced when they did the players on before the game on Thursday. And if you notice, Erlacher, they announced him. He, he went and high-fived every single player on the Bears on his way out. Ray, or, uh, Ray Lewis. Did his dance and walked past like 25 players before realizing that he looked like an asshole and then finally started doing it. And then they just feed into it. They give him the last slot for the speech so he can go pretty much as long as he wants. They give him a wireless microphone and it, you know, they just let him go around and prance up there like, like he's the next coming of God. And my favorite tweet that I saw come out from the weekend was someone was talking about how he was telling a story when he was getting interviewed about how he used to run to and from school to football practice, like eighteen miles every single day, and then PFT commented, commented on it and just said uphill both ways <laughs> because he just talks about himself like he, like he like he overcame every odd and yeah he probably did overcome a lot of odds but everyone overcomes a ton of odds to make it to the NFL and. You right. murdered a man. That's what it comes down to. You straight up murdered a man and you act like you're the greatest person to <laughs> ever walk the earth. So.
1: And and then you have a guy like Brian Dawkins, whose speech was just awesome. Yeah. Did 100%. you watch his at all? His uh-huh. was so good. I he was one of he was my he's my second favorite safety of all time behind Mike Brown. Like I loved watching that guy play football. He still likes looks like he could play football, by the way. The dude's still right? jacked. Definitely. And then you have like Randy Moss's speech. I was a fan of Jerry Kramer, who should have been in the Hall of Fame long, long, long time ago. He had all these awesome people up there talking and then you you spotlight Ray Lewis so you know just gonna ramble for 35 minutes talking about nothing but himself and just walking around things and talking in circles and just babbling kind of like what we do on the show. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, but we know people know that coming into here. I guess right, exactly. I guess you knew it going into that too. And I guess it's nice that they put him at the end, so you could just kind of shut it off yeah, and stop true. watching, like I did. So that's a good point. And then not have to miss Urlacher. But back to Urlacher, though, I texted it to you, Jim. He was just pure class. You know, he gave everyone else credit for the accomplishment, and he yeah, barely took cool. any of it. He he was very emotional when he was talking about his family and his upbringing, and I was just really happy for him. I don't think he mentioned Lovey Smith by name, though. The I noticed that. The only coach
1: that. he mentioned by name was Bob Babbitt Was Babbage, right? Yeah, okay. So
0: I know he had all his coaches and teammates stand up and, and, you know, acknowledge them, but I thought it was a really good speech and, and it was more than Erlacher's ever opened up before. And I just think that at the end, when he talked about he wanted, when he looked back, the most important thing to him was that he was looked at as a good good teammate. teammate, And I think, I think that pretty much was just the epitome of the kind of player that Erlacher was. And he was a guy who could have had the same kind of numbers as Ray Lewis, but he took a role in a defense where he had to do other things for the rest of the defense to be successful. And him doing what he did made the Bears a top five defense for a decade. And and obviously, like you said, it had the impact on the city that he did. My favorite player of all time. I'm sure yours too, Jimmy. And yep. uh, just happy he got in first ballot, especially considering, like you said, Andy, sometimes people take those things into consideration to where Ray Lewis is also on the ballot and they don't want to put two middle linebackers in. But I think Urlacher's numbers and his career, they all stand for themselves. And uh, it was, for me... The, it's been a rough last couple of years as Bears fan. Let's not. This is the most excited I've been in a few years a for anything time, Bears related, man. and um, it just brought me back to all those good memories that you know we had because of him. So it was awesome. I loved it. But fuck Ray Lewis. All right, moving on. Oh, I love that movie Oops. Who the fuck is this guy? No, I just think uh, you, you all might be interested To learn something about that
1: movie Y'all love so much It sucks And you're all stupid For liking it
0: Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, Your opinion, man Bros, Let's Talk Presents Movie Reviews By Regular Dudes segment um you know we've talked a lot of movies and stuff in the past we decided we want to throw in some reviews here and there so we figured what better place to start start than the new mission impossible movie mission impossible fallout which came out last friday and was getting amazing critic and audience reviews so we had to check it out tell you guys what we thought about it um, andy i didn't know this going into it. Seems like you're a pretty big fan of the franchise in general. Yeah, definitely. I've seen, see, seen most of them. I think the only one I hadn't seen was Rogue Nation, which is the one right before this. So I read up the synopsis beforehand, so I kind of knew what was going on. But, um, okay, I think we're pretty much all in agreement that it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think I it was mean, the
1: best of the franchise.
0: So many emotions I was going through. I, I feel like I almost had a heart attack. I. I had, like, a boner at certain points in the movie. I, I almost shit my pants. Like, there was so many different things that happened. It was just nonstop action. I don't know if I've ever seen a, as a movie as action-packed. And, you know, we've all seen a lot of action movies. It's just nonstop. Every yeah. time there's a little lull, like, Ooh, I catch my breath. Oh, my God! What the fuck is going on? Dude, just every single time. It was awesome. Just... Thoroughly
2: entertaining movie. Like Correct. From, so entertaining. And
1: very well said. I yes. thought
2: you know, a lot of times these action movies there's a little bit lacking in story. I thought that was Not the complete this one. opposite with that Dude. Uh this the whole was... tie in to the last movie with Rogue Nation. Uh the whole storyline with his ex wife getting roped right. in. It was just I thought the whole thing. Action-packed from the very beginning. I thought all the characters were really great. I thought Henry Cavill did a really good job.
0: Great. Yep. Great addition to the movie, for yeah. sure.
2: Um, just It's awesome. And to know that Tom Cruise does like 90% of his stunts is absolutely... I think it adds even more to it.
1: Could not agree I mean, more. Let's so be when, honest, when, though. When he was okay. racing around on his motorcycle in Paris and you're looking and you're like, Holy shit! That's actually Tom yep. Cruise doing some of that stuff. Even if it's not like a super intense chase scene, it's like they're they're Still not like doing those, those cutaways, on a so you can't tell who it is. It's Tom Cruise on a motorcycle, and that just makes it so much more intense. I think because you're like, oh my Dude, god! I mentioned this to you though yesterday dying. though, Jim. Man couldn't, but go ahead, Pat. What'd you say?
0: He's he's got to do his own stunts though because he's five foot five. I mean. And it shows. The one point in the movie when he couldn't reach the helicopter, if he's just a normal guy, like 5'8", he gets there no problem. His leg reaches, but still badass. I, I said that after the movie, because that was like one thing that, if someone brought it up for some reason now, for some, for whatever reason, I can't not notice how short Tom Cruise is. And I was like, all right, I don't want to let that ruin this movie for me. And it obviously doesn't even come to mind when you see what he's doing in right, the movie. Right. Like, he's such a badass. It's awesome. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's it's Like, literally the only moment in the movie where it's not like action is the beginning when he's receiving the mission. Like, he puts his finger on that thing and it pops up, gives him the mission. And then from there, it's literally just non-stop and, action the rest and of the to movie. to me,
1: what's, I think, why this franchise continues to succeed, and I'm going to equate this, the only way I know how to, to Fast and Furious, is that there's not a lot of CGI. They do a lot of their own stuff, even if it's not Tom Cruise or whomever. They're doing right. these live-action stunts. They're making these things happen with real people, real vehicles, real locations, not on green screens, and there's something, to me at least, that's so much more appealing about that. And yeah. when when I read that in Fast 5 that they actually were dragging that that safe through the streets and doing a lot of those things with real cars and real people it just it makes it seem so much more authentic and because you already have to go into there with a sense of disbelief believing you know what you're watching it makes it even easier when the shit is actually happening to real people real surroundings real vehicles real whatever so, so I, I just I just thought it was awesome. Two particular scenes
2: that I wanted to bring up, um, and I don't know if you guys read about these or not, but the first one being uh, Tom Cruise broke his ankle during the filming of this. Yes. Uh, did you see the Jump. clip of him doing that? Yes. So the one scene where he's chasing uh, Henry Cavill while Henry Cavill's walking and he's jumping across buildings and buildings, yeah. Tom Cruise mm-hmm. jumps during one scene from building to building and kind of comes up short he actually yep. mm-hmm. he did that stunt broke his ankle because his ankle got caught on the side of the wall and instead of you know like just wincing calling for a cut he actually lifts himself up and limps off screen to the camera yeah oh i remember that shoot. i remember when he yeah right and that's the right. actual footage after he breaks his ankle
1: That's pretty amazing.
2: And then the second thing is the skydiving scene is Uh, all completely real as well. That's not CGI either. Um, That was the thing that apparently took the longest to film because they had to. It's all basically one continuous shot of skydiving, and they had to train a cameraman to jump out of the plane backwards with a camera and film up at Tom Cruise and have them perfectly in sync so that they were close enough to get the shot. Um, but that's all like in a in any other movie, you would think they'd just throw like a CGI body and then throw Tom Cruise's face in there. That's all real. Them jumping out of the plane and whatnot, where they're looking. Could you imagine
0: at being that cameraman? Be like, hey, Bill, uh, your assignment's going to be a little bit different right. today. We're gonna train you how to film when jumping backwards out of an airplane. Um, so yeah. We're starting in five.
1: Yep. And and Andy, it's it's interesting you bring that point up because I remember thinking in the movie when Tom Cruise is trying to get his air back in that you see the camera going backwards and it's it's it was done purposefully to see him hook it up, run and jump out of the plane. Yep. There was no cutscene, there was no different angle it was on his face the entire time to let you know hey this is really him doing this which i thought was pretty spectacular so that's awesome um you know what i was thinking at pat on the drive home after the movie i was like i don't know how i even got oh i was driving um we were driving to the parking garage and it reminded me of the james bond um with pierce Brosnan, where he's in his he's in the parking garage in his car and i was like what if they made a mission impossible james bond crossover movie Dude, Daniel that would Craig be awesome. and Tom Cruise. I don't know how they would shoot it. I don't know how it would work. It would never logistically happen. But I just thought it'd be a really cool. Idea. See,
2: I think, I think the Mission Impossible movies are now the new James Bond movies. I yes.
1: thought, yeah, I thought like Casino
2: Royale when Daniel Craig first took over. I it thought – peaked there. Yeah, I thought that was
0: awesome. And Dude, I think that's a really good point. This is definitely the best spy franchise, right? Yeah. I mean, it's better than the Bourne's and stuff. I mean, I never, I've been underappreciating
1: Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so good. It's it's so good. I'm a huge <sighs> fan. Um, um, I didn't. And, and want... There were a few good Bond movies after Casino Royale, but yeah. nothing held up to that. Agreed. And I think Mission Impossible just can just continues to get better.
2: Yeah, and the fact that they've had Tom Cruise through it all. Still doing his own stunts. He's 52 now, I think. Um, Like we were talking about, I just think that adds so much more to the movie, knowing that that's him doing 90% of that stuff.
0: One thing I noticed, though, poor Ving Rhames looks like the Thing from a Fantastic Uh, Four now. He does look pretty Straight up crater face. I don't don't know what the hell happened. I mean... I love Ving Rames, Don't me get me too. wrong; he's awesome. He's like the large black actor now. That Michael Clark Duncan's dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's kind of the go-to. But he also looks like his face is made of boulders now. Um, the only other gripe that I had with the movie, and I understand the reason that it happened, but um, like the whole in the beginning, how they lose the plutonium, I just thought that was like could have grabbed the briefcase and done what he did, right. but. Then, but then, when the movie like unfolded, I was like, "I right, am totally glad I didn't grab that briefcase because then none of this awesome shit would have happened." Yeah, and, so I forgive you. And but, that whole okay, that, so let's
2: that whole scenario is kind of lays the lay of the land where he's more concerned about his teammates than right, like the other bigger picture things. But he always ends up getting
0: it done no matter what. Right. Okay, so let's let's try and give these some kind of scoring system then, where we give the movie an actual score. Um, we don't want to be basic though and do stars or thumbs or anything
1: like that. What can we? Uh, um, hold on, I have uh, I should have told you guys about this. Should do I hot. Ha- I have I have a a rating system that I developed uh, about two years ago <laughs> um, that I go off of. It's not perfectly scientific, but I I do have one um i'm pulling it up on my computer right now i can jim based
0: on the movie reviews you normally give me i imagine there's a lot
1: of tens in there no in fact there there are not uh, a lot of tens there are a lot of highly it's just tens all across the board there are a lot of high rated it's a
0: calculated system all right i see a movie i love it
1: all right hold on here it is right now here okay so i have five categories and they are. I mean,
0: I was just thinking of picking, like Andy said, like hot dogs. We'll give it, like you know, a couple <laughs> I'm, dogs. I'm intrigued now, though.
1: Well, listen, yeah, we, we can still do the dogs. Right. This but, okay. sounds like so, this sounds
0: like good stuff for the blog, Jim.
1: Here are the the categories. There's five. There's acting, writing, character development, plot, and entertainment. Okay. Ooh, I actually like that a lot. So one, to on, one point on. two is bad. Okay
0: what okay what's the what is it just one to five
1: uh well each category can you can one have, to five right no one to two. 10 total oh, one five to, oh, yeah. okay so one to one point two is bad one point two one to one point four is not good one point four one to one point six why don't you good. just go
0: one to ten and do one to two bad <laughs> three to four not good
1: because that's not what i did that's why oh my god
0: <laughs> All right, I'm gonna t- <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take your scoring system and be normal and do one to ten oh my God. on each rating. And then God. it'll be easier or one to five even. I don't but know what For one those to ten. fouling at
1: home, very good is <laughs> one to one point eight. And excellent
0: is one point eight one two. <laughs> oh my god! one point <laughs> eight one. Do you really get that specific, Jimmy? I'm serious. You you tell me every movie's awesome that you see. Okay, okay I can't wait, imagine you out. giving a one point four out. to anything. No,
1: check this out. All right, y'all can't see this at home. I'm gonna show Pat and Andy on my phone. <laughs> great radio. You can, see it. can you see those ratings? Nine point zero two five. You're going. Do you see how specific I get with my ratings? <laughs> Oh, my God. This is amazing. It goes out have...
2: three decimal places. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? If anyone's uh, wondering, the worst rated movie I gave in 2017 was Power Rangers at 8.025 out of 10. In case anyone's that's curious. Still that's really still, like, a really idea. good rating. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. See? This shows...
0: <laughs> the worst rating. Wait. Hold on. Oh.
2: <laughs> How long is, have you been doing this? If, if bad is 1 to 1.2, that means the minimum score a movie can get is a 5 out of 10. And that's the worst movie yeah. that you've ever
0: seen. <laughs> right. And it's a 50%. It's like, yeah, it's decent. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, how long have you
1: been doing this for? Oh, my so, God. The rating system started last year. It's continuing this year.
2: Why would you not make it 0 to 2?
1: Because I want to have wiggle room. There is
2: no wiggle room. Your rating system is 5 through 10. Uh, He wants wiggle wiggle room because everything is an 8 to
0: 10 for Jimmy. Everything's either an eight between an eight and a ten, <laughs> so he needs w- wiggle room to differentiate. Everything. The, wor- the, the worst movie I was a eight point oh two five. All right, it was better than an eight. <laughs> right. Oh my god! All right, here we go. Whoa, Jimmy, give me your categories again. I'm stealing those.
1: <laughs> okay, my categories were um, acting, acting, writing. Character development plot and entertainment. Alright. For for context, the only ten I've given is Avengers.
0: Shocking. Okay. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> He's given a
0: bunch of – a 110, but he's probably got like 7, 9.998.
1: I do not. The 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 second (laughs) highest movie I have rated after that is Logan at a (laughs) 9.875 out of 10.
0: All right. So let's all together, Andy, now that you have – Jimmy, you have two better functioning minds apparently than your own. Andy, you're an accountant too, so we can (laughs) figure this out. What's the best system to go here? We'll take these categories. We'll rate them. Rate them 0 to 10. Zero to ten, okay, and then we'll add up our final score. score That's the easiest way. Okay.
2: So, okay, acting right off the bat, I, I mean, it's an action movie, so I don't think anything really needs to go like above and beyond. (laughs) Like these people aren't getting Oscars, so I'm gonna go no. But it was damn good acting. I agree, but I'm not gonna give it a nine. No, what would you give it? Like a seven?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. I, was um, say eight. I think Tom Cruise is obviously good. Bing um, Rames and Simon Pegg, Simon Pegg, uh, phenomenal. And like I said, Henry Cavill was a good addition. I didn't like the White Widow chick or any of her Goonies. Oh, that I was think those, thing those I are to
2: bring up. So you okay, guys saw the, bring it up. You guys saw the original Mission Impossible, correct? Like 1996. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm 99 percent sure that this was an Easter egg. But when he walks into the party where the White Widow's talking. He said it's a fundraiser for... And she's talking about her mother. And she calls her mother Max.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Max was the oh, name of the brother of yes, the you're first right. movie.
1: You're 100% correct about
2: that. And I I haven't read about it to see if that was meant to be. But All right, I can't well, imagine it's, that it's not.
0: Uh, I'm adding a point to my writing score now. Because I didn't know that. Yeah, so
2: writing, again, it's it's not going out there to like the screenplay is not going to go win an award or anything like that so but they do what they do well
0: i thought it was still good yeah yeah i give it an eight for writing I
2: character development mm, that's kind of throughout the there's not throughout the movies
0: not really but they did i thought they did a good job with henry cavill Agreed. for for what he was and um and like yeah, you said
1: i would agree the other
0: that. like the other bad guy you kind of had to see rogue nation yep. or uh to understand that so that's i was glad i read up on it so um i want a seven there just because there wasn't a lot to develop you already knew all that stuff i guess with the ex-wife that was kind of surprising yep. but um and then plot i thought the plot was really good i did too um i gave it a nine same and then I gave it a ten for entertainment. So let me I see. Think That's Pat a, and I have the exact same two, score. 22,
1: 22. My official score is a nine point three two five yes. out of ten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we figured as much.
2: I got a forty-one. I got a forty-one
0: out of, out of fifty. Yep, it's a good score. Because I know it was definitely one of the best action movies I've seen in a long time. Agreed. But oh, especially sure. if we're gonna start doing these, um, okay. And what do we want to? Forty one out of fifty Yeah, we'll just do score. We don't have to think of anything to add so, to So
1: I'll have my own review next week. I plan on watching Rampage and Ready Player One this week. So I will review one or both of those. Next I haven't
2: week. seen either of those.
0: But I do want to see Ready Player One. I heard that was good. Yeah, it looks, yeah I'd it was real good. I had zero interest
1: at first and now I can't wait to no, see. No, it.
0: it's supposed to be really good. I'd be down to watch that and do that for next week. Wanna cool. keep doing these Um, All right, so that's a solid debut of movie reviews from regular dudes. Tune in, looks like we might have Ready Player One or Rampage coming your way next week. And if you are listening and you like this segment, send us movies that you like and Jimmy will rate them between 8 and 10 on his (laughs) weird movie scale.
1: (laughs) So, Pat, um, the other thing I did, and I don't know if you saw me doing this, and I don't know how I came up with this, but I was drinking a, a Baja Blast at the movie theater. And oh, I did notice
0: you snuck your own can in there. So, there, thanks for bringing a, me one. dude.
1: there's a specific reason it's Baja Blast? Because about two years ago, I would go to the movies, and I would leave a note on the can referring to myself as the Baja Bandit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
2: Are you in kidding me right now? No. I'm not kidding you at all. What is going on in this episode? Oh, my God. The revelation. Do you still,
1: you still do that? Yes. And I hashtagged <laughs> Bob and it. Bye, Bandit.
0: Did you bring in so a you Sharpie? Did, wait. No, no, no. He did uh, that?
1: No. Yeah. I, he
0: pre-plans I, it on the way before he leaves. So you yeah. go into the theater with... A can of Baja Blast in your pocket with a post-it note on it that says hashtag Baja Bandit already?
1: Well, it says the Baja Bandit strikes again. Haven't you? Hashtag uh, Baja Bandit and I leave it in the cup holder. So when they're cleaning the theater, they find it haven't and you, hopefully start haven't talking about it. have you
2: learned anything from Home Alone that you never leave your calling card? <laughs>
1: No. Do you at
0: least do it like at the same theater. So like there's one cleaning kid who works there. And he's like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Who can yeah. clean these yes. here? I hope and you guys went to one of
2: those theaters where you reserve your own seats and they can just simply look at who bought that seat.
0: Oh now I'm going to get thrown under the bus cuz I bought the tickets.
1: I already Great. thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I the that down seats town. <laughs>
2: I have left no trace of the Baja Bandit, <laughs> except for publicly admitting it on a podcast.
1: I put it to where that 10-year-old kid was sitting. Dude,
2: you put way much, too much thought into this. That is
0: wild. Dude, you I need have to issues. start your own thing, dude. The Baja Bandit movie reviews.
2: Oh, my you God. You just be
0: anonymous. Oh, my gosh. Dude, that would be funny. You just write a little movie review on a post-it and leave it on the camp. <laughs>
1: All right, I'm going to start adding that to my to my band uh-huh. as well. All right,
0: we're going off the rails here. Let's move on. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so glad you just told us that, though, Jimmy. That is so funny.
1: We don't rile each other up, We dad. never get riled
0: up. I don't get riled. He doesn't,
2: and I don't either. Look at you right now. You're riled. Take-
0: <laughs> dude i'm crying dude it's so funny oh my god uh <laughs> intro to the segment jim
1: oh sorry what are, i'm so lost what are we doing riled up. oh riled up <laughs> okay so riled up is um <clears throat> it's it's our time to to uh air out our grievances to talk about what pisses us off or doesn't make us happy or or chaps our ass grinds our, grinds our gears wherever you want to have it so Gentlemen, let's do it. <clears throat> All
0: right, oh, I'm Pat, up, first, up first, <laughs> and mine has been a inconvenience in my life that I've been dealing with. Jimmy's going to talk more on the matter later in his, but uh, we did win our softball playoff game last week, and I jammed my middle finger on my right hand uh, going home, trying to slide into home plate, and it got super swollen, and it's been really sore, so I have been had a splint on it. I've been having to ice it a ton and I basically had to relearn to live my life with my left hand because the middle finger apparently plays a huge role on your hand. I can't do anything without it affecting my middle finger. So, you know, things that you don't even think about on a day-to-day basis and you don't appreciate the fact that you get to wipe your ass with your dominant hand and you got to try and figure out how to do it lefty and and make sure that you're you're really getting in there and getting it all and then you got to uh, you know, learn how to brush your teeth after, of course, washing your hands because you just wiped your ass with your offhand. So you brush your teeth and you got to figure out how to do everything. It really sucks. I've been late to work like a couple days because I'm just moving like a half second slower trying to get... I'm carrying stuff out to my car. I got to carry everything on my left hand. And I got to make like two trips because I can't even use my right hand. And it really just sucks and i thought i had a certain level of ambidexterity to myself oh
1: nice word. Um, because
0: yeah thanks i thought i'd throw that in there because i bat lefty and i throw righty and i golf lefty and stuff so i figured and yeah, maybe i'm a little bit ambidextrous i'm not i can't do this with my <laughs> left hand for shit i gained a huge level of respect for the guys that can like throw with both hands and do things with both hands but um just try to not injure your dominant hand if you can avoid it. It really sucks. I hate it. And I can't wait for this thing to get better so I can continue to improve for next softball season. So, f- fuck you, jam finger on my right hand. I can only p- put you in the flip off position anyway. So, this is to you. <laughs> I
1: like that. Nicely done.
0: All right. Um,. I didn't have anything
2: too bad happen to me over the last couple of weeks, so it's it's kind of just something that bugs me. doesn't really piss me off, but whenever you're in an Uber or Lyft or whatever ride sharing service you use, um, I guess a taxi cab could be the same thing, but I feel like cabbies kind of get it. Um, there's times where I initiate conversation with my Uber driver and you know, a lot of times they're super friendly. Um, but there's other times where I get in an Uber and I, I just want to get to where I'm going. And I think the worst possible thing is getting into an Uber where you don't want to talk. The guy or woman tries to initiate a conversation with you. And, you know, if I'm not in the mood, I usually give like a short answer and most normal human beings pick up on social cues And we'll be like, oh, all right, well, this is just a normal Uber drive. I'm going to get to the destination and we won't talk. There's nothing worse than somebody that tries to continuously talk to you while you're in an Uber when you don't want to talk. And they just don't pick up on the fact that you want nothing to do with that conversation. And the only reason I thought of this is because Ben was in an Uber yesterday morning, hungover and up late early in the morning, going from the North side of Chicago to Oak park. And the guy that was driving him would not shut the fuck up. And I've definitely had this happen and it's for sure something that drives me insane.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, you're right. There's kind of a, a line that you can tell if someone wants to talk. I remember when I was driving Uber for a little bit, like, you know, I would be nice and say hi. And then if they started talking normally, I would start talking as well. But, um, You know, I would pretty much just keep to myself, and I figure if people wanted to talk, they would start talking. And then, you know, obviously I'll be nice. But um, I'm the same way when I get in Ubers. Like, I'm not trying to talk to the people for the most part. Um, The most time I ever really used Uber when I was taking the train downtown, and then I would just take an Uber home from the train station. And I would always just throw my headphones in because like at the end of a long day like I don't want to sit and have this small talk with someone. I just want to get where I'm going and you know, I'll give you a tip, but you know, I'm not an asshole. I just don't want to talk right, right. now. And people should respect that. And you're right with cabbies, they don't try and talk exactly. to you. They just kind of if you start talking to them, that's when they should start talking back. You should never initiate the conversation. Agreed.
1: All right, mine kind of piggybacking off of Pat, uh, what he said earlier about his jam finger is we had our playoff game Wednesday. Um, It was the third time that we were about to play this team for the season, second time in three weeks. Um, They slaughtered us our first game of the season, but we only had nine guys. Um, We came back and slaughtered them the second time we played them pretty handedly, by the way. Um, So we played them this week, probably played our best offensive game of the year, I'd say. Um, Pat made a hell of a scoop at third base, tossed over to Andy, who did the splits, I believe, and picked it for one of the outs that we had in the game, which is pretty awesome. Had probably the best in-game catch I've ever seen for by sure. Sean Connell, who robbed a yeah, home run awesome. and fell over the fence but kept himself on the fence. Anyways, we just we didn't hit. We only gave up 10 runs, which if that happens any other game in the season, we're done in like the fifth inning because we've slaughtered a team. But when we only scored five ourselves. We had one inning where every out was a fielder's choice, so we'd put a guy on base and then replace him with a different one, and it was just so frustrating. It was our it was our first season together, and it was a ton of fun. And I think it was most frustrating because the team that we lost to ended up winning the whole thing. And I I, I can't say this for certain, but I'm assuming if we beat them, we probably go on and win the whole thing, which would have been awesome our first year. It didn't happen. We had such a great time, though. Um, Pat, Annie, and I are doing a fall league uh, to continue our softball domination. So that hopefully next year we'll be back in that summer league and just destroying everybody. But it's a tough playoff loss. It was aggravating. Um, and I think for the most part, for me, it's because I had such a good time with you guys and with Mike and his friends and all of our friends just coming together and having fun and, and being good, and I just didn't want that to end, so I think that's why I was most disappointed. Yeah. So, playoff losses suck. For sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it sucked, but <clears throat> we're doing a fall league. We're replacing the young ends. It'll be a little bit of a different squad, but looking forward to getting back on the field. Yeah, me too. So, tune in here. This is going to be your one stop shop for Wet Bandits softball news and information here at Bros. Let's Talk!
1: I'm Ed Dickman. Back to you, boy.
0: <laughs> And I'm Dick Assman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Mock, yeah! Uh, the pick is in Shakira Kwan, TGIF, Carter.
1: That still makes me laugh every single right. time. It's been the most off-the-rails, batshit crazy <laughs> episode we've ever had, in I love I know, it.
0: right? It's probably our best one, though. Um... <clears throat> All right, mock draft. We do these ones all the time. You guys know the drill. We pick a topic, we draft it, snake draft style. And we went very specific with this week's topic with football (laughs) season right around the corner. I decided to choose things your significant other will try and make you do on Sundays during NFL season, full well-knowing there's a full slate of NFL games on the TV. I added that last part, but... um, you know, we all run into this. I think Alyssa has definitely gotten a lot better. She actually likes watching the football games now. Well, watching half, taking a nap, and then waking up for the fourth quarter—it's the best. Um, but she's she's definitely knows that football's on, and you know, there's but every once in a while, there's things that we need to do on Sunday, and it sucks. So, um, who wants to go first? I don't really put an order together or anything. I'll go
2: first. All right, uh, my number one pick for things your significant other will make you do on a Sunday instead of watching football is fix the pool and or hot tub. Damn.
0: <laughs> didn't think that one would be gone already.
1: Is that is that foreshadowing, Pat?
0: Well, it's going to be closed for football season, so I'm making sure of that. <laughs> ah, man, I thought that would be on the board like late.
1: All right, Pat, why don't you go second?
0: Alright, um well now that my first picks. So. <laughs> um I'm gonna say like apple picking. That's Damn like it.
1: that's what I was pop- gonna go with.
0: It's like a popular <laughs> fall <laughs> It's a popular fall activity. Football <laughs> coincides with the fall. Alyssa's always like, We should go apple picking. It's like, um do we wanna drive like an hour and a half away and pick apples or I wanna sit on my couch and watch football for five hours. Yeah. Sorry, football.
2: I want to be clear so that Pat- that was nowhere on my radar for, for this mock draft. Oh. All right.
1: Well, you're yeah, also in wait, a new relationship. Just,
0: just wait, buddy. wait. This this <laughs> fall. Ooh. Lena, if you're listening, I got some good activities for you on Sundays. Oh my god.
1: Um so Pat, I want to give a quick shout out. Like Sissa, Sarah has asked me one time on a Sunday. So we were dating um for like four weeks. And she was like, hey, you want to go to Great America with my family? And I was like, no, the Bears are on. And then I and then I didn't go. And she was like, oh, maybe I misread this situation. Maybe he doesn't like me like I thought he did. And I was like, no, I just want to watch bears the Bears on. game. So since then, she doesn't ask me to do anything. People will call her and she's like, hold on, I got to check with Jimmy. The Bears are on. Or I have to see what time the Bears are on. And they were like, it's a football game. And she's like, okay, I have to check with my husband. So shout out to Sarah for never, ever, ever making me do anything on a Sunday. Good for her. But I'm going to go with um, the pumpkin patch. It's a good one. Nice. Same reason. It's the fall. It's uh, Yeah,
0: it was pretty much a toss-up for me with pumpkin patch or apple picking. So,
1: so these are going to be squarely made up. Um, for my coming back, I'm going to go with a um, – what's the name of it? Um, I can't think of what they're called. Like old oh. stuff. Um, Antiques? Antiquing, yes. Antiquing, thank you. And not where you throw flour on someone's face in their (laughs) sleep, like going to an antique show. I'm sure
0: that's something that Sarah often does, go antiquing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so this one is... This isn't the worst one in the world, but um, trying to get me to go meet a bunch of people at the bar and watch the Bears game instead of sitting in my living room watching the Bears Dude, game. Dude,
1: that may be the worst, actually.
0: So maybe just putting being social for the game. Because I'm like, I, me and Jimmy, you know how it is. I don't know how you are. Me and Jimmy get in this weird zone with the Bears where it's like, I can hang out with other people, but like I'm like so focused and weird like, about yeah, the game that I'd rather talk. just watch it at home and then go out for like the afternoon slate of games and hang out with people. When so, I'm not focused. True
1: story. When the Bears were in the Super Bowl 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was, our parents had a Super Bowl party, and Pat and I sat upstairs in our room alone with the door <laughs> locked so nobody would disturb us so we could watch the game. I don't blame you
2: with that. It was great. See, I'm kind of in an interesting situation where um, it's easiest to watch Packer games in a social setting. Right. Um, yeah. right. Because whenever they're on at the same time as the Bears, they are not
0: You get the Bears, broadcast. yeah. Um, So I'm
2: usually on fantasy football So I'm usually red zone And or it's a lot easier to go out In a social setting and watch the Packers Um, That makes sense Okay coming back um, I'm going to go with (laughs) Eat a salad Because there's nothing better Than during a game eating something Extremely unhealthy Um, So if you're Forced into eating something that's For sure healthy, that's the worst because that's, I think, eating unhealthily and drinking a beer goes hand-in-hand with watching football.
1: And see, this is great. We're basically providing information, free info for Lena, who you weren't dating during last year's football season, to not do this stuff to you during – this is great. Free relationship advice here on BLT. Um, Okay, coming back –
2: so, this is even a step above, Pat, what you said go out to a social setting to watch the game. Going out to a meal where you're, like, no TVs are around or anything like that. God. Right. Like, if you're going to go out, TV-less you better. TV
1: list meal. You
2: better be going out to a bar where there's TVs everywhere. If you're going That's to a, a sit down restaurant, ooh. Nope.
0: Not happening. <clears throat> okay. Um,. Uh... Let's see. It's tough. I got some good ones left, but I don't know where I want to go with this. Um. Well, I guess another thing with fall: rake the leaves. Oh God! It can wait. <laughs> it can wait. Buy a condo. There's no leaves to rake. Yeah, there That's you go. True. <laughs> Smart man,
1: Andy. Smart man. All right, I'm going to go with the stereotypical one, shopping. shopping. whether it be groceries yeah, yeah. or clothes or what have you. Um, coming back, <laughs> again, being the anti-social issue, I'm going to go with family parties. Uh, that's a good one, a good too. One. Like, I-, I love all of you, but I'll see you at 3.30. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Mm. All right, so uh, back to me, right? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, going to church.
1: Oh, I was just going to say that.
0: Me and Alyssa, we try to go to church, um, but when football season's around, actually, we haven't really gone in a while, so it hasn't been an issue. I'm hoping it won't pop up too much, but the whole thing is I'd rather find somewhere around here if we're going to go to church so we could just pop in and then be done and I can get home for the game. And she always wants to go back to Elmhurst where her church is or our church is and it's too much driving. So sorry, football season. Or you go
1: is, on, a, on a Saturday night. That's it's that's true. a
2: good way to, do it. to figure church. it out. College, college game day
1: though. I know. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Thursday night church. There's Thursday a night, night games. Never mind.
2: <laughs> All right. Um, I'll go with trying to hog the remote. Um, I know we probably don't have this issue um, with there being multiple TVs in the house, but if there's ever a power struggle over the remote, football obviously takes precedence. So... Trying to hog the remote to watch anything other than football on a Sunday is a no-no. And then I'll just go with a blanket um, to round it out. Uh, Cleaning the house. I know it kind of goes with all the other chores that we've mentioned, but I feel like Sunday's a good day that people try and get that stuff done and cleaning the house. At least while you're cleaning the house, you can have the TV in the background and you can kind of while you're doing the vacuum in the same spot for an hour and a half, sit there and watch part of the game.
1: So that reminds me of one of my favorite commercials. It's a Home Depot commercial where and it's it's precedent around uh football season and the the future guy is talking to the current guy and he's like Hey, if you don't go to Home Depot now and and get get the leaves on, you're gonna miss tomorrow's game. And you just hear a pause, and you see him running down the hallway like, "No!" <laughs> because I remember that commercial game. actually. It's one of yeah. My favorites. Um,
0: man, I it's, this is harder than I thought to come up with a list of five. Um, let's see. Well, Maybe that's a good thing because, like you said, game, that means right? Sissa,
1: is it making you miss the games on Sunday?
0: Um. Let's see. What are some other things? I guess like this is great radio right here.
1: Um, we'll just cut this out later. It's fine. Uh, 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 uh,
0: I guess trying to like I and we've, like you said, Andy. We kind of touched on all these chores and everything, but um, being productive during halftime. Like, oh, um, yeah. Half time's my time. Half time's my time to recharge from the game that I've been consuming. Break it all down in my head. Also catch up on the fantasy on score, Twitter. which I've been checking the whole time. And like you, know, you said, Twitter, all the other there news. Some pizza half time is the for me, room. right? Half time is for us to to regenerate for the second half. So being productive during halftime outside of football.
1: Um. My final pick is work back in the day when i used to be a valet down by the bay no just just kidding um i would not work sundays during football season because i, I i'm not going to be parking some jagoff's car instead of watching the bears game or any football game for that matter uh, dude so, when i was
0: working at bows yeah. it would be the worst one i have to work on i remember on when you guys sundays. Absolute actually, worst. So actually, so,
1: so what I would do was I would valet Saturday night till like eleven or midnight. I go work at the bar after that. Get home at like four, three or four. Sleep. Wake up at like eleven forty-five, and then it'd be football. That's the way to do it. It was great.
0: Pretty solid. All right, another solid list. Another solid episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Hope you like the new content we've been trying to bring out to you as well. Uh, we're gonna keep the new episodes coming, keep them loose, conversational, and hopefully hilarious, like today's episode with Jimmy. Just, just keep like unloading those like weird little tidbits about yourself, like okay. like like breadcrumbs each episode. It's like the brec- weird ass movie like system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now you're like learning. There's a whole new level to Jimmy's psyche.
2: <laughs> Seriously.
0: <laughs> I'm very critical about movies, but they're all rated eight to <laughs> ten, and the lowest I would ever rate one is a five. Ah, uh, that's, uh, that's so funny. So true. Um, it's
1: a flawed system.
0: Hey, but everyone's got everyone has their own method to their madness. So, yeah. in hindsight, just do you, Jim. Keep being you. All right. Uh, but we hope you like it, guys. Help us out. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on everything. We've got a new website actually going to be coming your way. Uh, we're going to start blogging a little bit, throw some of our writing skills out there. So hopefully you like it all. Um, but tune in next week for another new episode. <clears throat> for Jimmy Nanny, this is Pat. Later, dudes. See
1: Peace. y'all. <laughs>
2: Anybody could have, we're the three best friends that anyone could have, we're the three best friends that anyone can have, and we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each
1: other. I just like the smoke.